a little bit of stay awake while driving. My name is Sarah. This is what I just told you. Today we're going to talk about a relative who has passed away, but we're not going to dwell on the sad parts. We're going to dwell on the really nifty times that you had with them. That, trivia, some other stuff. Oh, AFI, top 100 movie quotes, and more. But boy, this really is a long introduction. So enough. Let's just get started. The five-word challenge for you today is going to be words, a couple words I'm not entirely sure I'm pronouncing correctly. I apologize in advance if my mispronunciation somehow hampers you in figuring out what these five words have in common. Blame me if you don't get that extra point at the end. I think you're probably going to get them anyway. Memorize these words or phrases and then figure out what they have in common by the end of the episode. First is barrel. B-A-R-R-E-L. Barrel. Next word is star. S-T-A-R. Next word is swero. S-A-G-U-A-R-O. Fourth word or phrase is prickly pear. Two words. P-R-I-C-K-L-Y space P-E-A-R. Do you have it now? I bet you do. And the final one is Christmas, like the holiday, Christmas. So we have barrel, star, swirl, prickly pear, and Christmas. Memorize those, and we'll come back to them later in the episode. Do you know what we have not done for a while, and that is carry on with the American Film Institute top 100 movie quotes of all time. I give you the movie line, and then you tell me, what movie it's from. So I say, for example, here's Johnny, and then you say The Shining, and then you would give yourself a point. We'll start off easy, but it might not be easy because figure out which movie it came from in the franchise. The line is Bond, a James Bond. Which Bond movie? Doctor No from 1963. Okay, this one's terrible. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I can't do that sound. (laughs) That's me trying. Okay, what movie is that from? Silence of the Lambs, 1991. How did that happen? Next line is Louis. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Casablanca, 1942. How many lines from that movie have been in this list? Next line is, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Network, 1976. Ooh, for me, that'd be like a two-pointer if I knew that one. I, I didn't know that one. The next line is one word and it is Rosebud. Bonus point if you know what Rosebud is. The movie was Citizen Kane, 1941, and Rosebud is a sled. Alrighty, this next one's a total giveaway. You're going to get this point. E.T. Phone Home. That would be E.T., the extraterrestrial, 1982. Let's see, should we do one more? 
Oh, we're going to end on kind of a little bit tougher one. Here's the line. The stuff that dreams are made of. The Maltese Falcon, 1941. And remind me to do the next batch, probably the last batch of them, a lot sooner than I did between times on this go-round. Let's do some trivia! Which kind of gas is used to fill the extra space in potato chip bags, cereal bags, that sort of thing? Nitrogen. Which city is known as the Bride of the Sea? Tuffy. I didn't know this one. Makes sense, though. Venice, Italy. All Nobel Prizes except the Nobel Peace Prize are awarded in which city? Stockholm. So then where does the Nobel Peace Prize get awarded? Which city? Oslo. In which city would you find Hyde Park Gardens? Or Kensington Gardens? Or both, (laughs) actually. London. Which city in the world became the first be lit by gas light. I had a guess on this, and I was right. It would be London also. In Dante's Divine Comedy, which is the first circle of hell? Is it gluttony, limbo, or heresy? Limbo. What unit of speed is used for ships at sea going along in the water? How fast do boats go? What unit is is used to measure that? Knots. K-N-O-T-S. Which gas, which is emitted a lot by cattle, has become an environmental concern? Which gas? Methane. What number is the Roman numeral XX1X? What would that be equal to? Picture that, XX1X. Answer is 29. Who wrote the book Adventures of Tom Sawyer? The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Mark Twain, or if you said Samuel Clemens. What do you call an animal without a backbone? Invertebrate. And finally, how many sides does a hexagon have? Hexagon is six. And that is trivia. Give yourself a point for each of those that you answered correctly. Five-word challenge, quick review. First word is barrel, and then we have star, and then we have swirl, (laughs) one I can't say well. 
Prickly Pear is number four, and Christmas is the last. The memory prompt today is talking about a relative who has passed away, one that you remember fondly, and you know I don't like to dwell on super sad stuff, but hopefully this is not going to be focusing on the sad aspect of the fact that the person is gone. So probably pick somebody who has passed away a while ago so the, the wound, the memory, the sadness isn't super fresh. It's somebody that you can look back on with happiness now because, because of the time you had to spend with them. Think of a family member, a grandparent, somebody, and then I don't want just a description of this person and how they were related to you. You could tell me some of that backstory, but I really want to know. Pick out a time or two that you spent one-on-one with this person and tell me about those experiences in great in the greatest detail that you can. Why were you there with your relative one-on-one? What was the activity? Specifically, how did the activity go? How did it make you feel about the time you spent with this relative, either at the time or if what happens so often after someone's passed away, you think about it in retrospect and think about why that time was important, if you know what I mean. So if you could do that for me right now, that would be lovely. Tell me your story. I'm going to tell you my story about my grandma on my dad's side. I lost her, man, 23 years ago. And she and I were really kindred spirits. I wish I had known her at a different part of her life. She was an older grandma because she had had kids older. However, she was really good with grandkids, and it was only my brother and me, and we were spoiled rotten by her, and she spent time with us. And I just found out after doing some genealogy research that she retired the spring of my birth year, and it probably was about time for her to retire, but I also realized, because we were living in town at the time when I, when I was born, the same town as my grandma, maybe she wanted to spend more time with me. And that would not be beyond the realm of possibility based on her, just what she did for us as a grandma. My grandma was an econ- a home economics teacher, and she did a lot of cooking and baking. And she was someone who was so willing to try different cooking and baking techniques. She had her tried and true favorites, and we always loved brunch eggs. We loved springerly cookies, elephant ears. Those were great. How am I, how come I'm always focusing on dessert? But she, oh, her caramel corn and taffy. But she was not afraid to try new stuff. When biscotti became a thing, she got into biscotti. She tried every kind of biscotti. And I got into biscotti as a result. And I found a couple of recipes that I thought were neat. And I wrote them down on recipe cards. And I sent them to my grandma. I mean, I was like in high school at the time. When she passed away, I ended up with her recipe box. And in it was one of those recipes for biscotti in my handwriting. And that was just, do you know what I mean? Because she had treasured that, or at least had found it of value enough to put it into her recipe box. I remember one time in particular when we made Springerly cookies, which was a German traditional Christmas cookie that was actually on my grandpa's side, but my grandma had inherited the job of doing them. Pressed cookies with one of those boards that has designs, and I remember doing that with her, and, and you have to put anise seeds underneath each cookie on the cookie sheet, And I remember counting them out so carefully and placing them on the cookie sheet, that sort of thing. 
I'd go into more detail and specifics, but you know, this is not this is not for me. This is for you. I want to hear those specifics and details from the time that you spent with a relative. If you haven't, please put me on pause and tell me a story or two, if you would. Here we are to reveal the five-word challenge words and phrases. You know what they are, please, I hope. Please tell them to me right exactly now. Did you get barrel, star, swirl, prickly pear, and Christmas? If you did, give yourself five points or any percentage thereof. And then tell me what these words have in common. They're all type of cacti. You know, I think Christmas cactus, you tell me if you're one of those people that does cacti. I have a, a friend that does a lot of them, and she would know. Uh, Christmas cactus, is that is that a different category, actually, even though it's called a cactus? I think so. I feel like it. It doesn't have spines. I have one that's flowering right now, white with a purple center. So gorgeous. Anyway, that's it for the five-word challenge, and that's it for this episode of Stay Awake While Driving. Ooh, did I tell you I'm thinking about driving to Omaha, which for me is about 10 hours? Hmm to go read a whole bunch of letters that were written in the 1930s. Boy, I hope you are not having to do quite that long a drive today. If so, wowza, my hat is off to you and for the rest of that drive till you and I get another chance to chat together. Drive carefully and take care. <laughs>